Hey, get in here. Dallas is about to start. Welcome to the Ewing Barbecue, where we are only interested in fringe benefits. My name is Mary. And I'm Josh. And Sarah and Melanie are off, still trying to overturn Jock Ewing's will. Yeah, they're having a hard time with that one, because, you know, Punk did a really good job. Oh, Punk Punk was, was on fire with that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, a quick shout-out to our Patreon members, Brendan Phillick, Captain America, Marie Johnson, Michael Jung, Jason Gregory, Jason Carter, Laura Bernheim, Brad Mulholland, Anita Wren, and Kristen Carlano. Thank you, guys. You guys have the opportunity to go on Patreon.com and check out all of our extra content, which includes a bunch of uh, interviews with some of the celebrities. We have um, a book club in which we're talking about Dallas by Lee Raintree. Um, We have some special DOAs. Um, that are only available on Patreon. And what am I missing? Um, well, we are going to upload some more celebrity interviews in the yeah, near future. Yeah, yeah. In- including a rare interview with series creator David Jacobs. Oh, yes, yes. Um, and also, like, a lot of our, like, notes that we take while we're watching the episodes sometimes are funny. I- I've uploaded those. Um there's just a bunch get, of random stuff. You won't, you won't get mine because I don't want to uh, uh, torture <laughs> anybody because of my chicken scratch. Um, I mostly <laughs> type mine, so. Oh, okay. I just scribble while I'm watching the episode, and it's like just a scene description, so that way it triggers uh, discussions from there. Yeah. But um, if anybody was at the Hollywood show in Burbank uh, the last weekend of June, beginning of July, Tell us your stories, because Deb Bernard was there, Barbara Carrera, Barbara Luna, uh, George. Yeah, Chikaris. I haven't really heard much from that. So um, yeah, and I overlooked this person, uh, the bad seed herself, uh, Patty McCormick, who played Evelyn oh. Michelson. So Evelyn, Evelyn, let us know what you. And we, and if anyone was at the 45th anniversary event in Palm Springs at Oscars, uh, let us know your stories too. I know I've talked with a couple people out there. We have some special podcasts with some fan sites and uh, people like Our 80s Life and the Cattleman's Club who've joined us. And Alan Catton, uh, who's Kathy Podwell's publicity social media person, joined us on another one with with Kathy Podwell. And mm-hmm. I got some feedback from uh, Daniel Landers, son of Audrey, who was there as well. Uh, apparently, um, I've heard rumor that there was a, a little bit of coronavirus running around after the event. So, I mean, that tends to keep happening these days, unfortunately. Yep. And I, I did hear uh, some comments that uh, before the autograph um, meet and greet session that Patrick and Linda left early. And uh, some people were a little uh, hmm. disappointed by that. But apparently Linda had to leave because she is filming a movie. Really? That's really yes. cool. So she had to be on on set the next morning very early. And I've heard rumors that, um, don't quote me on this, 
uh, I've heard rumors that she's in a movie with Donna Mills and Joan Collins. That would be very appropriate. Which is a dream lineup if we ever had one. Definitely. Yeah, I would love to. I would love to have seen Sue Ellen and Abby go at it, or Sue <laughs> Ellen and Alexis, or Abby and Alexis. It's too bad they all weren't on the same network under the same umbrella, so that they could right. have crossed over right. with each other. Yeah, uh, the Law and Order shows cross over. Da- David Kelly's shows always crossed over <laughs> with each other, so there were some wasted opportunities there. So yeah, yeah. And today is July fifth. Uh, a little. Post 4th of July hangover here. How was your 4th of July? Mine was pretty good. I got to spend it um, hanging out at Lake Michigan. Oh, very nice. Very nice. Yeah, Yeah, we got the fireworks in in my town. Uh, They moved them up a little early because we have had only probably since June 1st, we've had, I believe, less than 10 days that have not had rain. Wow. And uh, they got the fireworks in. I actually was across the street in a parking lot, and I put my drone up 400 feet and recorded the fireworks from above. So I'm going to post that soon. And then the next day, uh, the parade, two-thirds of the way through the parade, the rain came, and the rest of the day was a complete washout and a waste. (laughs) Oh, man. So it's been one of those summers. Yeah. Yeah. And we do have some birthdays today. Marlene Forte, who played Carmen, Jordana Brewster's mother on Dallas 2.0, as I'll say. Uh, She celebrates a birthday today. Deb Trinelli, who um, played Phyllis, shares a birthday with Kimberly Foster tomorrow, July 6th. Deb will be 68, and Kimberly Foster, who played Michelle Stevens, will be 62. And July 10th, whenever that is, because I'm looking at a July, uh, 2021 calendar, William Smithers, Jeremy Wendell, will be 96. Wow. And July 11th is the 28th anniversary of uh, Don Starr, Jordan Lee's passing. July 14th, uh, Bastille Day. Uh, will be one year since Rosanna Christensen, our beloved Teresa, passed away. Aww. And July 15th would be Ken Kershaw's 88th birthday. And Paul Sorensen, who played Andy Bradley, died on July 17th, 2008. And we will end with the birthday of Miss Audrey Landers on July 18th. She will be... I'm sure she doesn't want me to say it. 67. (laughs) (laughs) She does not look it at all. She doesn't look it. She doesn't act it. And her mother, who is still with us, God bless Ruth, um, she does not look or act her age. Although she has slowed down in recent years, according to Audrey. As it happens. Yeah. Let's go to South Fork. All right. Today we are talking about season six, episode nine, 112 of the series, Fringe Benefits. Is that Miss Elliot here talking? Or Frank Crutcher? Why did you bring him into it? Isn't it a little soon after Daddy's death for you to be seeing another man? Inside of you and that will set him up. I'll move in for the kill. And between us, we'll buy ourselves a refinery. What are you saying? Union oil isn't worth the lives of half a dozen people. Why don't we take Christopher and move away? Just leave? He wanted me to go to bed with him right now. And you knew he was going to come on to me like that. Are you saying I was using you like a hooker? 
It was written by Will Lauren, directed by friend of the pod, Michael Priest, and aired November 26th, 1982. Also on November 6th, 1982, the number one song in the U.S. was Truly by Lionel Richie and I Don't Want to Dance by Eddie Grant, which has been number one for like ever in the U.K., I feel like. Something other than Electric Avenue. That's all I knew him for. We gonna rock. <laughs> right. uh, the number one film in the U.S. was E.T. taking it over from Star Wars again. Um, and the top news stories this week was uh, Clyde King was named New York Yankees manager. Uh, Howard Cosell calls his last fight after being disgusted by Larry Holmes in Texas and the Texas Cobb mismatch. It's talk. funny hearing you talk about sports when you don't I like know, I don't know anything about it. So sorry. You're probably like, she doesn't know what. It's probably obvious. I have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. But yeah. Howard and, uh, Cosell. Okay. I'll give you a little trivia. I do on know him who after. Howard Cosell is, though. But um, I yeah. don't know who Larry Holmes or Tex Cobb are. I'm not familiar with Tex Cobb, but I know Larry Holmes. <laughs> um, and then keeping with our sports theme, born on this day, are hockey player Keith Ballard and basketball player Luther Head. Uh, Quit while you're ahead, Luther. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Died today on November 26, 1982, was Dan Tobin, who was a Broadway actor also known for Perry Mason, The Munsters, and the movie The Bachelor and the Bobby Soxer. Uh, Robert Coote, who is in The Ghost and Mrs. Mirror and Berlin Express. And I'm going to completely slaughter this name. Um, Go for he's it. an Estonian composer named Johan Avik. Um, and he died at 98 years old. That sounds like a condition. I have a, I had a case of the Yuhan Avik. <laughs> the Yuhan Avik. It's treated with topical ointment. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but a little, little thing about Howard Cosell before we head to South yeah. Fork. Um, Howard Cosell was the one that had to break the news on Monday Night Football that John Lennon had been murdered. Oh. He broke it during a New England Patriots-Miami Dolphins football game as it was heading into hmm. overtime. Just two years before this. Well, yes. actually almost, yeah, yeah, almost exactly two years before this. Yeah, d December 8th, uh, mm -hmm. 1980. 80, and yeah. this is November 82. Remember, this is just a game. This is Howard Cosell here. <laughs> It also reminds me of that movie, oh God, and I'm going to, I just blanked on it. Uh, um, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God, oh God. Um, the one with the kid on the bike, $2. And uh, has Diane Franklin, who is also in Dell's earlier in it, is that the French exchange student? What about it? Anyway, there's a, there's a character in the movie who, uh, who speaks like Howard Cosell to race cars at stoplights. Oh, and God. <laughs> do you remember that? It's hilarious. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's funny because I, we had a um, announcer in Boston for the Celtics. That's a basketball team up here. I um, that. Yeah. And his name was Johnny most. And he, he had a really gravelly voice. He talked like that because he, he was a heavy smoker. So, I remember being on a uh, camp trip, and we were waiting at a campground to be checked in. Uh, 
and there were some kids playing on the basketball court. I just started, I just started commentary from the van in the voice of Johnny Most, and it really drove them crazy. <laughs> and the film is Better Off Dead. Just came to me. Better Off Dead. There's the oh. guy who spe- the kid who speaks like how Howard Cosell at stoplights to race him. This is Howard Cosell here live on Monday Night Football. Okay, we're gonna. So if you haven't watched uh, that movie in a while, go watch it because that's amazing. And I'm gonna do this entire episode as Howard Cosell. No, just kidding. <laughs> 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 so uh, on Dallas. On Dallas. There were no notes, just uh, the fact that this episode finished at number five in the ratings. And I'm, this is one of my favorite seasons because yeah. no, of the it's, it's battle, a great season. it brings everything together and they did not finish as the top show for the year that year. Hmm. They fell behind, I believe, 60 Minutes or a Dynasty or one of the one of those two. Hmm. I don't count 60 Minutes. That's a news program. I don't count that. Right. It's like not like a real show, you know? It's like news. It, and Right. Magazine news type show. Yeah. Right. Shouldn't Charles Carroll. Yeah. yeah. Um, right. Okay. So we open on Sue Ellen's townhouse where JR and Sue Ellen are having a nice little candlelit dinner together. She's been, she's been cooking. She has. It sounds like she's really been like practicing cooking. Like it's really pretty good. Could she give Lucy some lessons? Because that stroganoff she, Lucy made just turned into a total good, crap, yeah. crap fest. Yeah. I should have. I wish I should ask Lee McCluskey. Did you have to actually eat any of that crap? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um. So she, they're having a great time. He promises that they can have more times like this after they move back to South Fork. I don't picture. Um, them having dinner alone at South Fork. No, I don't either. But you know, you, one can do dream. You think, do you think Sue Ellen would cook in the kitchen for the family dinner? Oh God, would that no. be just that? That would be too much for her. That would be too much. Like, I think the only people I can remember ever cooking in the kitchen are Ellie, and then uh, maybe Donna once, and then Jenna was making bread once. But and. Teresa, obviously. Well, and Teresa. Yeah, I'm into the family. Right. I wouldn't step on Teresa's toes. That's her turf. You need permission. She'll cut you. Oh, she she will cut you. And then Raul will finish you off. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Before they go down to their little sex dungeon in the basement. (laughs) Exactly. exactly. (laughs) I'd love to see see their tell-all book. on. (laughs) Same. And so then JR asks if he would, if she would do him a little favor. I don't like his favors. You should always worry if JR is asking you for a favor, honestly. Especially when he tells her to turn on the charm. Right. So he asks her to um, help him entertain Gil Thurman, the guy who he wants to buy the refinery from. And because it just, he needs a little bit extra help, he needs to push. A little bit, and he thinks that like Sue Ellen will totally help because Sue Ellen can be like hot and charming, and he thinks that she'll get to Gil. And Gil Thurman goes full on sleaze in this episode. I thought Von Leland was disgusting. Right? No, this guy, this guy sucks. And to think he is also playing Jonathan Rush, the father of Alec Baldwin's character on Knots Landing, oh. around this time. 
And he is a he's a he's a preacher man on that show. I think that he an overbearing looks, preacher man. I think that he could easily play, and I don't know, I haven't checked out his filmography, but I feel like he could play like a stage magician really well. <gasps> yes, with the, with the like, tuxedo and the and with, the, and with the, the hat tuxedo, and the, mostly because there's a scene where he has a tuxedo on, and he just needs a top hat because he has like this mustache and the pointy beard, and so it's like either that or he's like a warlock in like an 80s uh, Canadian TV show. Oh, you're oh, very uh, specific. <laughs> <laughs> that is a very specific genre of which there were quite a few shows that I love oh, oh, so many of them. He needs a black cape. He needs a black cape. He does need, yes, he needs a black cape for sure in a top hat. And we see him at the, uh, the club where Afton is singing, I will... I will still be loving you. I will still be loving you. God, I can't read my own writing. Uh, Afton is singing, so we have to drink. Oh yes, I can't read my own writing sometimes. That and that reminds me of the. <laughs> that's uh, why I type. That's reminds me of the Jim Croce song where he goes, um, "Operator, I can't read that number that you just gave me." So <laughs> basically, he's admitting he can't read his he own writing. Read. Right. So yeah, so she she singing. She finishes her set and then. And then someone comes up to her to tell, say she, that someone wants she's to She's always her. finishing her set when we cut in on her. Yeah. 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 I mean, they're saving us something, I think. You know? yeah. <laughs> Gil wants to immediately buy her a drink, which she declines. And then he like, and then she has to decline it again and again and again. Because he's like, basically like, would you like champagne? She's like, no. A whiskey? No. Would you like wine? No. Water, an ecto cooler, um, I don't know, roofies? some Kool Aid. Want, want to jump in the sack with me? Uh, purple stuff, and she's just like, no, 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 no. And then he's like, okay. <laughs> Afton is fine. Yeah, he's 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 already grossing me out in that scene. He's uh huh. He's like, he's like, why don't you just get below the table and uh, Monica Lewinsky me? Uh, it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like touching. He starts touching her arm, like up and down. I'm like, ugh, gross. And you can tell that she is immediately skeeved out. And um, I, I, I had to wash after watching that scene. Yeah, that's gross. I wasn't and even it, in the scene, and I had to wash. It's disgusting. But you know that he has a thing for Afton, and he's basically like, hey, well, she's I, a very attractive woman. She is. You she is. That much. Um and. He says, yeah, I have some information about your relatives, the Ewings. And then he does, like, blurts out, like, yeah, JR wants to make a deal with me. And so, you know, I need some extra convincing. Can I get a little sum sum on the side here? And then we'll uh, seal the deal here. And uh, Afton, at first, you could tell she's like, but then she's like, oh, maybe I can help Cliff. So she's like, I'm really tired tonight. I have to go home. But if you'd be interested in meeting me tomorrow. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll be there with bells on. I'll be there with, yeah, bells, bells, (laughs) condoms in my pocket and everything Mm -hmm, else. mm -hmm. Did they do condoms back then? Was this uh, was that a thing? This was um, I mean, condoms existed. But we didn't. They didn't start pushing that till um, the AIDS, AIDS crisis. So until you know, they admitted we were in the AIDS crisis, which we were in in '82. But they didn't admit it for a few more years. Right. Right. Okay. Uh, Afton, and then we cut- Afton again being the smartest one on the show. 
always the smartest one. She's always picking up what people are putting down when everyone else is clueless. Yep. And as we mentioned this to Audrey Landers in our little chat with her. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She seems surprised by that. And I was, yeah. And stay, tuned, stay tuned. Stay tuned. That could be a Patreon item. It could be a, yeah. we, don't, we don't know where it's going to turn up. So stay tuned yeah. for. Um, oh man, I have some really loud rain starting here. So let me know if you can hear because I have a we have a metal roof here. So Ooh, I don't know if cat, you can on hear. Hot, cat on a hot tin roof getting rained yeah. on. Ooh. Yeah. Okay, so we cut to South Fork where Ellie is eating breakfast when JR joins her. Mm-hmm. And um she wants to talk about his variants and Can you hear that? Here comes the rain again. Falling on my head like <laughs> Yeah, it's really loud. <laughs> That's okay. They're doing some renovations at South Fork in case you're uh in case you're you're listening to us. Uh, Maybe I'll mute myself when I am not talking. Not talking. Okay. But okay. Uh, go go on about uh, yeah. She she questions Jr. about his oil variants, and he's you know, I, he he doesn't want to give give up the ghost, does he? <laughs> yeah, he says that he'd rather like wait until all of his things fall into place before he talks about it. Um, and then he asks if she, like, is this Miss Ellie talking or is this Frank Crutcher talking? Yeah. Uh, I don't think they're too happy with the whole Frank Crutcher. Because what, what person is g- going to be happy with their pa- remaining living parent seeing somebody new it, it is an uncomfortable situation for in it's any... hard it's hard uh been there um oh but... yeah yeah but time time marches on and um she gets adamant right back at him saying there's really nothing to talk about when it comes to frank crutcher and she gets up and leaves yeah. and then and... she then he's this yeah because he's like it's like, why don't I just come out and admit that, uh, isn't it a little too early for you to be seeing someone? And that, like, Ellie is just like, he done pissed her off. Yeah, you don't piss off Mama with her shotgun in like, the hall closet and the horse whip in the, in the bedroom right. closet. She's like, yeah, maybe, but I'm not going to live like a hermit, so back off. Throws down her napkin, storms off. That's Mama. That's Mama. She's on. She's on the prowl. Then we go over to Afton's, and she's um, she's telling him uh, Cliff about the uh, visit from Gil Thurman at the club and the whole refinery deal. And she thinks it would be good if he uh, came over to the club that night. Which he agrees. He thinks, yeah, I'll, I'll totally make it. Oh, absolutely. Anything to stick the screws to J.R. Ewing. Most definitely. Do unto others before they do unto you. 
Then we cut to Ewing Oil, where JR's broker assures him that despite the rumors about Gil Thurman, there are no other refineries for sale basically in the entire Southwest. He's like, we can start linking up in like Philadelphia if you want us to, but this is basically it. Who has a refi- what, what, what? Why would there be a refinery in Philadelphia of all places? That's such a weird. I have no idea. Maybe there's oil. I don't. I have no clue. If someone knows something about that, please let us know. They're sticking in the Liberty Bell. That's why it's cracked. <laughs> and then um, Jr. puts in a call to Gil Thurman to invite him to dinner with. Uh, Sue Ellen that night and Gil's got he's got prior engagements because he's going back to the club hoping to get a little piece of uh, Afton tail and uh, JR says well what about the what about uh, tomorrow night and then Gil puts him on hold and just kind of takes the phone away and JR's sitting there looking annoyed <laughs> that's so funny he's totally someone's actually getting to play JR a little bit I love it. I love that little, and I bet you that was improvised on Larry's part. Just the whole reaction of, uh, oh yeah, probably for sure. But tomorrow night at seven thirty would be just fine at Sue Ellen's townhouse. Meanwhile, uh, Ellie and Frank are having dinner, but it turns out it's a bit of a farewell dinner. Maybe was dinner or lunch? It looked like daytime. You know, it totally could be lunch. I don't know. It was hard to tell. It could be lunch. It could be lunch. They are, they are at, what was the name of the restaurant there? Ah, it's uh, Le Louvre with a lot of French decor inside, uh, which is all red. It looks totally fancy. Oh, yes. Very high end. Very high end. It, it almost looks like it's uh, like a Valentine's Day restaurant almost because it's all red and okay. white and the flowers are there. They're all red and all mm-hmm, that stuff. Mm-hmm. Perfect place to find a Valentine, bro. <laughs> Valentine's lingerie model. What? 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 <laughs> what? What? Um, so, but he says, you know, hey, like, I'm going to be going back east, but if you want to, like, come visit me, I know this is, and it takes a while to get it out, like, he's stuttering. He's like, if you want to just come visit me in New York, like, there's a lot of shows we could go to and just hang out, but Allie doesn't think that seems like a great idea. Yeah, and with what's going on between JR and Bobby, uh, actually, if I were Ellie, I'd I'd get on the first plane out of town. Get out of uh, there, right, totally. Save your sanity, woman, just just, just go. He's offering you a life raft, jump on it and and, and sail, woman. Yeah. Do you want to stay on the Titanic and go down? <laughs> and we should not actually. It's probably not a good time. Too to bring soon. Up too Titanic. soon. <laughs> Did you see what that uh, su- was? Was it a Subway restaurant or a some? Re- there was a billboard, a, a sign outside of uh, some restaurant somewhere, and it said, "Our subs don't implode." That is a little too soon. Like, I kind of love it, but also, oh my God. (laughs) That's a little little too soon. Too soon, yeah. See, I feel like the Titanic has been over 100 years. Like, we can riff on that. That's fine. But But the the poor little submarine that went down to the. That couldn't. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, so Ellie, I, I would have jumped on that life raft and gotten the hell out of Dodge. Right. So instead, they basically put boundaries on their relationship. They're just friends, and he's going back east, and you know, we'll see. And I'm sure that's Dale Robertson's last episode. I Probably. Would be surprised. And then Bobby's on the phone with Thornton McLeish, and uh, you can see Thornton. They're back in. He's back in Canada because yeah, the, it's snowing. Like there's like a blizzard outside. You can tell. And it's probably the same. It's probably the same recycled backdrop scene. Uh, oh, for sure. Every, yeah, yeah. Every every Canadian episode. <laughs> every Canadian scene, just to imply that. We're not in Dallas. We're in the north. We're so in we're Canada. You're here. like, it's supposed to be July. Like, it's Canada. We, don't, You know? <laughs> hey, Mount Washington had eight inches of snow. This is in New Hampshire in June. So they set a record for snowfall in June. Wow. So you, you never know. You never know. You never do. No. Right. So, But uh, that, yeah, that's going to cause some uh problems with the drilling because everything's yeah. frozen right because it's a huge cold snap and they just can't they can't guarantee that they're gonna be able to start for a bit and bobby's like hey just a reminder um if this doesn't come in in a year then you're gonna be working with my brother and not me and they're like oh yeah we have no interest in that trust us yeah we'd rather have uh our Teeth pulled out with a pair of pliers and no uh, Novocaine. Right. Canadians are too nice to work with JR. Right. And you know, you know, it's it's how it's interesting. JR is working on his little refinery thing, and Bobby is doing his Canadian deal. What other deals are they working on to generate revenue? This is the only ones we keep hearing about. I know. Yeah. Seems like maybe there are other options, guys. But all right. But we're digging our heels in with these these yeah, variances and these refineries and this frozen tundra up north. Mm-hmm. Um, guys, uh, why don't you like go elsewhere? Right. Which we'll see later in the episode. Uh, right. Somebody does propose something and they say no. So the cartel is having an emergency meeting um, about trying to buy Gill's refinery to fuck over JR. And they want uh, Cliff, essentially they want Cliff to bring back a proposal, see what they yeah. can what they can do. Yeah. They're like, we're not opposed to it. Just, yeah, we'll look into it. We'll see. We'll, you know, we're interested. So uh, Sue Ellen has just left her wedding dress fitting with Pam. And Pam's like, hey, uh, what's the color of the dress? And Sue Ellen wants to keep it a secret. It ain't gonna be white. Oh, oh. oh. Um, um, but then they talk about their friendship and kind of like looking back about how they didn't like each other at the beginning and now how they became friends and now they're really close friends and how they don't want um the war over Ewing oil to mess that up. Right, and that's that's asking a lot because we know how Sue Ellen gets. Their husbands expect saying. their husbands expect the loyalty of the wife, mm-hmm. and the the husbands are on opposite sides. So if they're going to give loyalty to the husbands, they're going to be on opposite sides of each other. Right. So right. it's it it could get a little icky. It the the water could get a little murky, yeah. as Lucy said. Lady, you haven't got a chance. <laughs> right. 
So then we cut to Afton set again, and Cliff and Afton are sitting with Gil, and um, Cliff's just trying to convince him to sell the refinery to him, and Gil just gets down to business. He's like, I'm not interested in money. Like, I have money. I'm just interested in something more personal. And Cliff is just like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. We'll figure it out. And But Afton knows exactly what he's talking about. Cliff is just, it's going over his head. Yeah, Cliff is clueless. Cliff and clued in Afton because uh, she knows that Gil wants the dangly do. Yeah, uh, yeah. Gil, Gil, Gil wants to get some, mostly from Afton. Right. He wants to uh, have a little horizontal mambo shake. For sure. <laughs> and Cliff's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Afton's like, uh, okay. <laughs> If if looks could kill, right, right. I don't blame both, her. Both of them, <laughs> both of them at the table would be dead. Yeah, for sure. Mm. And maybe some of the people at the surrounding tables might be dead too. <laughs> Probably some fallout. <laughs> and they cut to Sue Ellen, and she is um, telling Jr. all the things she has planned for this dinner with Gil. She wants to serve this like super fancy French dinner. The, and s- the salmon thing, and Jr. wants. Those little weenie cocktail things. Weenies. <laughs> he wants weenies. He wants steak weenies. And, and bourbon. Bourbon. Lots of bourbon. All the bourbon. And he wants her in that sexy dress. Yeah. And the sexy, like, silver, like, shimmery dress that's low cut, which mm-hmm. I love this dress. I, I would totally wear this dress, by the way. Right. And uh, figures, oh, loosen him up a little bit, and then he'll swoop in and seal the deal. Right. Yep. Jr. Sue Ellen is not your freaking hooker. He calls it the old Ewing one-two. <laughs> what? Okay. If, if he wanted, why didn't he just bring in Serena for this? Right. I, I'm surprised he didn't, to be honest with you. Was Stephanie Blackmore not available for this episode? Somebody get on that, please. <laughs> right, right, right. What the heck? Jr. losing your touch. Losing his touch? He's going to drive his wife away before she's his wife again. Right. With like a week to go. <sighs> yeah. Once he has her back in the stable, then he's going to be a uh, cat yeah. and mouse. And, uh, yeah. That's all he wants. He wants her back in the stable. Then he then he's not going to want her anymore. Uh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. And then we're at Rebecca's where Pam and Christopher come to visit. And Christopher's, not impressed with, Christopher's not impressed because he's crying. Yeah, he's he's like, give me out of here. But Rebecca's bought I, him a brand new playpen. Yeah, but I don't think he likes the new place so far. No. 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 No, but she's got a they got a pool, so maybe they do they do have a pool. Um and Pam calls her on never coming to South Fork. And uh Rebecca's like, Yeah, I can't do that. Um and, and then she says, Cause how would you feel, Pam, if you lost Christopher because of the Ewings? And Spoiler? <laughs> I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that that didn't go well between them. And that um, she she has no intention of stepping on South Fork. It would be very uncomfortable. And the, the Ewings are basically just like even Ellie did it in that scene. Just just let it go. Just let it go. It's in the past. It's in the past. But it wasn't there. There, uh, Ellie's son or someone on that side of the family that almost took their own life. 
Right. Yes. Yeah. So. So there's a difference. Yeah, when Ellie, when one of your sons tries to take their own life, then why not because of business? Then why don't you? Why don't you come back and have a conversation? Mm-hmm. Business. Business. And then we have John Macklin who invites Jr. to the golf club to discuss a deal, and Jr. Jr. is bad at golf apparently. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> and he doesn't look Jr. like in the way he dresses in this scene. He looks like Larry Hagman in another movie. This, I, I think this is the first time we have ever seen JR in like a ball cap. Yes. It was, to- it threw me for a second. I was like, whoa, what the heck? Yeah, it was, I felt like he was in some other, Yeah. Larry Hagman in, in another role. It was a different vibe, completely. Yeah. It reminds me of, uh, Spoiler alert. When he, uh, I just saw these scenes when he goes in the new series to bribe the. After. Um, for that. Because this all took place at a golf course, too. So it was like a mirror image of. Oh, uh, crazy. <laughs> so you, you can cut that out. Okay, we'll do. But Jared declines the deal because he. Uh, there's not going to be a return on it for two to three years. And John Macklin says, well, I'll go hit up Bobby. And Jerry's like, yeah, well, you do that. Basically, it's, um, no, we each only have one thing we're working on during this year. We have one, one thing, and it's not my one thing, so, nope. Nope. Mine is to uh, bribe office land management people and blackmail them and get variances yep. and stockpile oil and... Bobby is waiting on Canadian frozen oil. Yep. And he's also uh, being visited by Punk Anderson at Ewing Oil. Ah, uh, yes. Who is super concerned about what JR is up to. And Bobby doesn't have any clue, but he wants J- uh, Punk wants Bobby to look into it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Bo- so Bobby com- doesn't want to, but says, okay, like, I, I will. Because he's just worried. Punk is worried that. JR is going to just like run the company into the ground. Yes. Because the outside of the world does not see it as two halves of the company. They see it as one company. Yeah. They don't care which head of the snake it is. It's still one. Still a Ewing snake. A Ewing is a Ewing is a Ewing. Mm -hmm. So he calls Jerry Wheaton at the refinery to see if JR has increased his output. But he hasn't. But he hasn't. And Bob's like, Hmm, what is he up to? (laughs) (laughs) So then we get to Sue Ellen's townhouse where some shit is going down. Some creepy, creepy, disgusting, I need to bathe and wash and scrub. So she's expecting JR to show up first, but nope, it is Gil. Surprise, surprise. He's there. He's been drinking for three hours already. And he he also seems like he's already a little bit stumbling. Um, uh, I want to know how many mailboxes he knocked over driving there. Right. For sure. He totally did. And so she gets him another drink with just bourbon. No branch. No ice. Um, and they're going to wait for JR. And he says she's pri- he's surprised that she and JR are back together considering she's been living. I don't think that's any of your business. Which is not. Like, what the heck? 
And then he um, hits on her. He totally hits on her. Uh, she ignores it and offers more bourbon, which he accepts. Oh, great. Your way, uh, the, the alcoholic uh, is giving the this guy more bourbon to get out of being hit on. Right. Just, it's uh, not good. Not, not, not no. good. Can't go wrong. Can't yeah. go wrong there, can we? No. And then we end that scene because it's interrupted by shirtless Ray, who's getting a call from Donna. <laughs> you had to make we have to emphasize the shirtless part he, al- yeah. he always has to be shirtless swear to god um <laughs> and she's been asked to stay longer or to work on a bill but she is like okay i have to make sure this is okay with you before i agree to it because i don't want you pissed at me i don't want you like going on about your dumb cowboy if i say yes a, and don't come I'm home a dumb cowboy he's just like no, but okay, he encourages yeah, her. You go but, do it. But they, it was nice that they communicated with each other. It, That's, you know what? You are correct. It was nice that they they did communicate. He, she mm-hmm. got the okay. He said okay, and then she got to do it, and hopefully, it'll all go fine. Yes. Knock on something wood. We we uh, like like your head. Uh, knock knock knock. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you're superstitious out there. Okay, so we're going to leave shirtless Ray and go back to Gil Thurman, who thankfully still has his shirt on. Thankfully, but dude is drunk. He would like that shirt to be on the floor and Sue Ellen's dress to be on the floor. Yes, and he's starting to get like pissy that that isn't a thing already. He says that it's rude for Sue Ellen not to be drinking with him. Um, And then suggests that they leave a note for JR and get out of there uh, so they won't be walked in on. Wow. Yeah. And then he starts like Ew. going on top of her when JR comes, arrives at the when, door. And Sue Ellen is not happy. Ooh, Girl's you pissed. Can, I want to see who, who, whose look could kill more, Afton's earlier or Sue Ellen's right now? Honestly, I think Sue Ellen. She, she, uh, this is one of the most angry I've seen Sue Ellen, like when she's not drunk. Mm. <laughs> she's super mad. Um, and Gil is super mad because now JR has walked in and he's just like, what the hell? Like, is he, he really thought he was going to score, I guess. I don't know. Um, well, and then he's, well, said, he's actually, he's just going to leave. I, I'm, I'm sorry. One of, one of my oil wells was on fire and, uh, and there were no phones available, JR. No, I had to keep the line clear, so... Uh, yeah. Oh, JR. Of course he set that up the whole time. He 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 knew he was going to arrive late. He, right, right. Um, but he didn't seem he to understand... Serena, 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 Serena. Right, right. Um, because, of course, like, he didn't want Sue Ellen to... He would have been pissed if Sue Ellen did go with Gil. He would have. So, like, I don't know. It's a bad choice I, by JR. All around. Yeah. Yeah, she never would have gone with Gil in no, a million years. No, no, no. That is not Sue Ellen's thing. That's not her modus operandi. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I've been looking for a way to work that into the conversation. Modus operandi. Modus operandi. Um, yeah, so he says, so she accuses him of using her like a quote-unquote hooker. And he says that if he wanted to use an actual hooker, he would have. But that he didn't want to because he wanted to have her 
do the thing, but it went wrong. And we're saying hooker because it was in the dialogue in this. It was in, exactly. Scene. It was in the dialogue. So yes. Um. Yeah. And then he starts making nice to appease her, and then they start making out. Yeah. So, but they're not going to go all the way because I guess they're now waiting till they get married again. <laughs> okay. Like what? Sure. Okay, guys. <laughs> they already made a baby. Right. They, uh, they know they were married for ten years before. Like what? Okay. I mean, he threw her down on the bed and conceived his child with her. Huh? Yeah. Against her will. Yeah. But we won't get into that. That's... Uh, yeah. Danger um, noodle. No rope. <laughs> so we got to Afton asking Cliff if he really thinks this whole thing with the refinery is worth it. And Cliff is like, are you kidding me? Like, this could be the most important deal of my entire life if I can pull this off. And she's just like, uh... Her, not what she just, wanted to hear. He's wearing that frilly little dress, too. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Cliff wants to this deal to put him over the top, and he thinks, uh, and this, this definitely concerns Afton. Yep, yep. So then Bobby turns down John's deal as well, and John is pissed about it. He thinks that those two are going to destroy that company. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, y- you can it. understand why he thinks that. Because <laughs> they're only focusing on their one yeah. thing. Yeah. And he uses the word company will be in shambles by the shambles, end of the year. Shambles, right. And that is a very descriptive word, shambles. It really is, yeah. Summer back at Afton's club with Gil. And he lays just all the cards on the table and basically says, hey, I'm going to need you to sleep with me. Fringe benefits um, to get the refinery. And and that's literally all I care about. Like, I don't need any more money. I just want to talk to you. And she's like, I want to stick you with my danger noodle. Mm-hmm. He doesn't really care who he sells it to. He doesn't really care about that at all. Um and she's just like, okay. She's grossed out. She has this look on her face, and we cut scene. Cut scene. And then cut to the next day. Right. Cliff is taking calls from all the members of the cartel, and Afton comes in looking very dirty. Yeah. She, she comes looking very, like, not happy. Not happy. Disgusted, yeah. dirty. Uh, Cliff, Cliff Cliff was expecting her home last night. She never came home. And he thinks he is gonna he wants to beat JR with no tricks at all involved. Mm-hmm. Well oh, I get bless his heart. Somebody. You know, like he really does want that. And Afton has a feeling he's gonna get the refinery. Uh yeah. she's uh, like just staring into the middle distance. <laughs> Cliff wasn't pulling tricks, but Afton uh, might have. Afton, yeah. Well, at least he didn't know, so yeah, I don't know. Ugh. And as uh, Margaret Ladd's character, Emma Channing on Falcon Crest, one of her favorite sayings was, how's tricks? <laughs> Ba-dum-bum. 
So then Ellie comes to see Ray on the ranch because she's been looking for Donna and can't get a hold of her. Well, Donna's out of town. Ellie needs somebody to talk to. So she confides in Ray. Right. I guess she's like taking up Lucy's thing. Confiding in Ray. Right. But she's not going to sleep with Ray in the barn. Let's hope not. Uh, She tells him that she's really worried about for her family because of the fight. Like she's really afraid it's just all going to fall apart. She's this is probably the most afraid she has ever been, and mm-hmm. which is saying something. Yeah, but and Ray really feels like Jock didn't really have any other choice, but really, I mean, he did, but you know. But what the hell's in that envelope that was not supposed right? to be opened? God damn it! Can we sneak a peek? Yeah, let's do it. It's a good thing that Jr. didn't know about that envelope. Because if he knew he existed, that would be all he was worried about the entire year. Right. And he would have had to blackmail somebody with hookers. Black- exactly. Yep. 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 Stuff like that. And, but he would not use Sue Ellen this time. Right. I think he learned his lesson. I hope so. Yeah. Yeah. And then Gil arrives at Cliff's office with no appointment. He figured, you know, 50-50 chance that he would be able to see him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he comes to tell him face to face that he got the refinery. And the the king of the deal makers has lost it. That would be Jr. Mm-hmm. And Cliff is so excited. <laughs> He's so excited. He thinks he got it on his own. He really did. He does. Yeah. Oh, Cliff. God, gotta love you. Mm-hmm. And then we cut to a weird scene. I feel like this scene is like filmed really weird. It's um, Bobby Dance on swimming. That, that- blue raft in the pool (laughs) yeah pam is like sunbathing on a raft bobby is swimming in the pool he swims up to her and um she says that she's upset about the fight for ewing oil and that um nana's just like messing up the peace in the family and while they're talking there's a lot of really interesting close-ups that they don't usually do yeah, I noticed that. We should have Michael Priest on again and ask him yeah, what he was talking about. It. Yeah, it looked like it was like with a handheld, you know, camera almost. Yeah, I've been using a lot of handheld camera lately with my sports events. They have us shooting with AI cameras. Those are artificial intelligence cameras that yeah. run themselves all day. And then I have to get B-roll or Broll for the mm-hmm. droll, as I call it. <laughs> and they give me a tripod and a camera, but I have not been using the tripod. I've been going handheld a lot and doing a lot yeah. of ground up shots and just a lot of yeah for weird... b-roll that would be way more interesting yeah yeah and that's almost felt like what they were trying to accomplish in this particular scene yeah with the close-ups and just the yeah. you could you could see a little bit of movement in the camera it wasn't perfectly yeah, just, just a little just a little right very subtle pam suggests that again that they just move away and forget this whole thing like give up the fight let's move away and start our own lives and not do any of this Bobby could go surfing with Gary out in California, right. and they could just hang out. And, and Pam, Bobby, can't Pam even. and Valine could bake bread together. Yeah, that would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Pam and Valine baking bread together. That would, yeah. Or Pam hanging out with Karen McKenzie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, Bobby's not having that shit. No, that kind of set Bobby off. Yeah. Yep. He's like, nope. My daddy believed I could do this. I'm not letting him down. This is important to me. I'm going to do it. I'm not backing off. Right. Because you also can tell he's enjoying himself a little bit. Yeah. And 
I think that kind of frightens Pam. Yeah, yeah. As I guess it probably should. Yeah, I, I'd slowly be backing away right now. Yeah. And if I were Pam, I would go to New York with Frank Crutcher and get the hell out of town. <laughs> <I'm>, maybe. <laughs> Uh, just get away from get the hell away from Bobby yeah. when he uh, is acting like that. It's like, well, ew. she. I mean, th- that's what Pam usually does. Is whenever is like Jet, whenever she has a thing with Bobby. Yeah. So this is actually one of the first times she hasn't left yet. Right. Yes. Let's, let's see how far he can push her. Right. Um. So Ewing Oil Night. They work late. They do. Mm-hmm. Long hours. If, if this is supposedly July, it doesn't get dark till well after eight o'clock at night. Yeah. yeah so they're, sure. they're 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 definitely working late. Yep. And Jr. has a visitor. Yep. Jr.'s at Cliff comes to see Jr., which just annoys the shit out of Jr. He's just like, oh, okay. He, Cliff is gloating. Gloating. He is sauntering. I'd say he's not wanting. He's sauntering in just. And he just lays it all out there. Mm-hmm. I, He's like, oh. I, I whooped your ass in this deal. I basically, mm-hmm. I, I got, I the got it. You didn't. I'm the better person. You're not. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. And JR is taken aback and says, you have a short memory. You really want to cross me again? But there ain't anybody that will do business with you, Jerry. You are alone. Right. He's like, I, it's not just me this time. I have the entire cartel and all of the independents on my side. You have nobody. Nothing. Nothing. And JR said, well, good, because you're going to need them. And Cliff is like, okay, well, I guess I'll just let myself out. And we end with JR looking pissed. Look, pissed slash worried. Freeze frame. And scene. scene. And it's JR, so drink once. Guzzle, guzzle. Mm-hmm. So I'm giving this one a 4.65 bourbons mm-hmm. and some a, a really basic and some fringe benefits. <laughs> wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Say no more. Say no more. I'm going, I'm going to go 4.5. Everything else is shelved. It's basically just focusing on this. Mm-hmm. This deal in this whole episode. It's basically it's basically back and forth cat and mouse game and um I'm giving it some some of those little little weenies. Some of those little weenies. Yeah. Little nice. weenies and an extra long shower to scrub off the stench of oh Gil Thurman. Yeah, gross Gil Thurman. Ugh. Oh, go back to uh, not slanding, preacher man. Uh, go back to not slanding in your son, Alec Baldwin. Yeah. Ugh. Ew, gross. But join us on our next episode where it's going to be a very special episode because it is episode, or season, or season six, episode 10, episode 113, The Wedding. The Wedding. And uh, I know that these are that we like to try to do a live with these big episodes, but um, it being summer, that is to be determined. Yeah, it is to be determined. We'll see. Stay tuned. We have to check with our uh, see if um, 
Sarah and Melanie are able to break away from the fight to overturn Jock's will (laughs) and um, join us for the nuptials and whether we can go live or not. Um, Yeah. And stay tuned because we also, I'm, I'm out there uh, doing some interviews with different, uh, we had, I, did one with our eighties life and cattleman's club. Yes. And that is coming out very soon. Super rad people. They were talkative. They had a lot to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, that's part of a mini DOA. God, I, I, sometimes I, I was telling Kathy Podewell that I starting to feel like the Taylor Sheridan of, uh, the podcasts and the social Dallas social media here. Cause juggling all these balls here with the DOAs and the after the barbecues and, but right. I'm not fighting with Kevin Costner. So oh, that's no, a plus on my go. side. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's part of a 45th anniversary reunion. Um, yeah. Mini debrief series that I might yeah. have a, a few more people on to talk about the events um, yeah. and just mini episodes. And it's a good time to, meet some of our fans and listeners and yep. and just uh, a little warning we may um have a little bit of a hiatus at the end of summer um i'm going to be in europe for a couple of weeks with my family and, and so and i will be i'll be teaching for a week up at the camp in maine and then coming back for a little bit and then I am off to Burbank and right. possibly meeting up with um, – actually, I might be meeting up with some of the Dallas cast out there. That'd be really cool. So yeah. if we're off for a little bit, we apologize. But, man, we're enjoying the summer while it lasts. My, yeah, it really hasn't started up here in the Northeast. It's been rainy. Uh, it's hot I, as shit I, in Michigan. I am trying to stockpile some – content so that when we start to come back it will be able to be sprinkled out there while we get our asses in gear (laughs) maybe what i'll do um is throw on some of our patreon only stuff into our main feed to give some people a little taste of that oh just if we're gone for a couple weeks Right, just mini versions of the full version so that they can hear some of it and then decide if they would like to hear the rest yeah. of it. You could become right. Patreon yeah, yeah, and help keep us afloat. Yeah. Yep. All right, well, thanks again. We will see you next time. Enjoy the summer. Bye. Y'all come back now, you dear. on Dallas. I am not pleased to stand by and see this family torn apart because of the terms of Jock's will. Daddy's will is crystal clear. And because of that will, the chips will have to fall where they may. You'll have to do what you think is right. Even if it means that I'm the one that has to stop JR? When all this is over, you and the boys are going to be lined up outside that office door to do business with me, the president of Ewing Oil, and not JR. I wanted to extend a little personal invitation. What's the occasion? Sue and I are getting married.